Hello there, I'm Brandon Julian, the host of the Update Podcast, and hopefully you're enjoying your weekend. We have been banished from new episodes until Monday, but much like celebrity Jeff hoaxes, we will be popping up intermittently until then. While you can still hear new episodes of the Update every weekday, on weekends we will be looking into our archives from the past three years. In the past three years, we've covered a lot, both good and bad. Now, I don't want anybody to panic, because uh, while I might sound a little bit differently in our archived episodes, just with really better microphone quality and occasional co-hosts, know that we'll be back to new episodes on Monday. So again, enjoy the rest of your weekend. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have any more of your weekend. (laughs) We'll see you on Monday, and in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Enjoy our archived episodes all weekend. Good luck. Be safe. Please be well, take care of each other, and we'll see you back here for a new episode of The Update on Monday. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. Good afternoon. On the late edition of the update this Thursday, two developing stories lead off. There was an ICE confrontation in the Grayson section of Brooklyn as a U.S. ICE agent shot a man in the face that tried to intervene in a deportation arrest. Also in New Jersey, two men that were already arrested in a deadly drive-by shooting have now been linked to another similar murder on Long Island, and they're facing charges there as well. We'll have details from both scenes. Elsewhere this afternoon, it's a state versus federal standoff. The Department of Homeland Security now says they will no longer let New York residents enroll in its trusted traveler programs because of a new state law that blocked federal immigration officials from accessing motor vehicle records. The former prison tailor who helped two killers escape a maximum security upstate New York prison has now been released after more than four years behind bars. Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred says that the deal is dead. Talks have ended over the proposed sale of a controlling share of the Mets from the families of Fred Wilpon and Saul Katz to head fund manager Steve Cohen. In Washington, it's different kinds of defense. The president is exulting in his impeachment acquittal, taking a victory lap, while House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is now defending her speech-ripping performance behind President Trump's back at his State of the Union address. And there's more school discrimination in the U.S. A mother is now theorist because she claims a Houston school district told her it's against school policy for her six-year-old son to wear earrings in school. This is the update, Thursday, February the 6th, 2020. From WKRB's World Headquarters in New York, this is the update with Brandon Julian. And good late afternoon to you at 3 o'clock on this Thursday afternoon. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for joining us. 
We have a lot of news to get to this afternoon. We're going to begin today with two developing stories. First, we'll start in the Gravesend section of Brooklyn, where there was a confrontation with ICE that went horribly wrong. A U.S. ICE agent shot a man in the face who tried to intervene in a deportation arrest this morning. According to WABC, it happened on 12th Street in the Gravesend section just before 8.15. Authorities say that the on-duty ICE agent fired his weapon while trying to serve a deportation order to Gaspar Avando Hernandez. As the officers attempted to detain Hernandez, they apparently got into a scuffle with his girlfriend's son, Eric Diaz. The agent fired his gun, hitting the 26-year-old Diaz in the face. He did suffer non-life-threatening injuries and was taken to Maimonides Hospital. Uh, Hernandez was also hit with a taser and was taken into custody. He also took a trip to the hospital. There was no NYPD involvement in this shooting, although ICE agents reportedly contacted the NYPD and an investigation is now underway. ICE learned of the license plate incident and began to take steps to deport him. Hernandez was stopped by the NYPD for driving with a forged Connecticut license plate earlier this week and had a prior domestic violence history, but had no arrests since 2016. Meanwhile, in New Jersey, out of Lodi, there are two men there that, have ar- that were already arrested in a deadly drive-by shooting. They've now been linked to a similar murder on Long Island. and they're, not, they're now facing charges there as well. Authorities say 21-year-old Kenneth Regan and 22-year-old Douglas Cordry killed one man and injured another after opening fire on a car on Route 80 in Lodi just after midnight back on January 18th. The 27-year-old driver, Luis Perez, was found shot in the neck and chest and was pronounced dead at the scene. The 24-year-old passenger, Jose Mercado, was shot once in the chest and was taken to Hackensack University Medical Center in critical but in stable condition. In the New Jersey case, they were charged with murder, attempted murder, and weapons charges in New Jersey, as well as weapons charges here in New York. The motives in both of these shootings remains unclear, but road rage is a possibility. Both the investigations are still ongoing. We will give you any new details of these two developing stories when we recap our top stories a little after 2.30. After 3.30, I should say, this afternoon. WKRB News Time is now 3.03. Speaking of, let's get to our top local story this afternoon. It's a state versus federal government standoff yet again. Yesterday, the Department of Homeland Security said that it would no longer let New York residents enroll in its trusted traveler programs because of a new state law that blocked federal immigration officials from accessing motor vehicle records. The law went into effect back in December and allowed people without legal permission to be in the United States to apply for driver's licenses. Chad Wolf, the acting head of the Homeland Security Department, called New York's new law, quote, disappointing during a Fox News interview late last night. 
A senior advisor to Governor Cuomo, Reach as a party, said that the move by DHS was politically motivated. On to some of the other news of this Thursday. And Ponzi schemer, the famous one, Bernard Madoff, now says that he has less than 18 months to live and has now asked a federal judge to grant him a compassionate release from his 150-year prison sentence. Madoff's lawyers filed court papers yesterday saying that the 81-year-old has terminal kidney failure. Madoff told the Washington Post that he's remorseful for orchestrating the largest Ponzi scheme in history and wants to salvage his relationships with his grandchildren. Excuse me. Prosecutors, though, declined to comment on the request but are expected to respond in court papers. Madoff, of course, pleaded guilty back in 2009 to swindling thousands of clients out of billions of dollars. WKRB News Time is now 3.05. At the Harvey Weinstein rape trial, the prosecutors there have now rested their case. This all comes after testimony was punctuated by harrowing accounts from women who say that he ignored pleas of, quote, no, 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 and excused his behavior as the Hollywood norm. Weinstein's defense immediately asked the judge to dismiss this case, arguing that the testimony from the women he's charged with, with raping, quote, does not in any way show a forcible act. The judge, though, denied the request. Weinstein's lawyers started calling witnesses earlier today. They haven't said whether Weinstein himself will actually testify. The charges against him, of course, are based on two allegations, that he raped one woman and forced oral sex on another. Weinstein still maintains that any sexual encounters were consensual. We all know the uh, luxury fashion brand uh, Prada. They're now going to be giving racial equity training to its employees here in the city and its executives in Milan. As part of a settlement with the city over the 2018 display of merchandise that that contained racist imagery. The agreement announced yesterday also calls for Prada to develop a scholarship program and within 90 days to show the agency the candidates for a diversity officer. Of course, an uproar arose in December of 2018 over a window display of figurines in Prada's Soho store that were black with oversized red lips and were likened to blackface. Prada pulled the figurines and said that they weren't intended to reference blackface. WKRB News Time is now 3.07. The ex-boyfriend of a New York City correction officer has now been sentenced in her execution-style shooting death. 37-year-old Keon Richmond of Brooklyn was sentenced to 40 years to life in prison yesterday in the 2016 slaying of 25-year-old Alastasia Bryan in Bergen Beach. He was found guilty of second-degree murder and criminal possession of a weapon back in October. Prosecutors said that Brian was sitting in her car about to drive to Rikers Island, where she was also a corrections officer, when she was shot five times in the chest, hand, 
and Bow Farms. Meanwhile, this afternoon, there's a CIA computer engineer whose real name was kept secret from a jury that now says that a massive 2017 leak of secrets turned his office into an FBI crime scene. The engineer that testified under the pseudonym Jeremy Weber said that the release of thousands of documents by WikiLeaks left the CIA scrambling to fix the damage. Weber testified for the government yesterday in its espionage case against former CIA engineer Joshua Adam Schulte. Prosecutors say that Schulte unleashed the single biggest leak of classified information in CIA history because he was angry and disgruntled at work. Weber says that he considered Schulte a friend until he believed Schulte made up lies about a co-worker. Schulte himself has pleaded not guilty. WKRB News Time is now 3.09. The president's lawyers today, they want to put the brakes on a new lawsuit that's been filed by an advice columnist who has accused him of raping her in the 1990s and is now seeking his DNA as possible evidence. Trump attorneys argued in legal papers this week that E. Jean Carroll's defamation suit should be delayed until New York's highest court rules on whether another woman can proceed with a somewhat similar suit. That other woman is former Apprentice contestant Summer Zervos. She and Carol both claimed that Trump defamed them by calling them liars after they separately accused him of sexual assault. In Zervos's case, Trump's lawyers are asking for the state high court to decide whether an incumbent president can be sued in state courts. Up north to uh, Bedford Hills we go this afternoon, where the former prison tailor who helped two killers escape a maximum security in New York's prison has now been released after more than four years behind bars. Prison officials say that 55-year-old Joyce Mitchell was conditionally released this morning from the Bedford Hills Correctional Facility just north of New York City. She'll be under suspension in northern New York, where she previously lived and worked at the state prison in Danamora. Mitchell, you may remember, helped Richard Matt and David Sweat break out of the prison back in 2015. And after a three-week manhunt, Matt was shot dead, and Sweat was later recaptured and put back behind bars for life. WKRB News Time is now 3.11. Across the river we go now to Tom's River in New Jersey, where a Connecticut man that police say exchanged gunfire with a police officer in southern New Jersey last year has now been indicted on charges including attempted murder and kidnapping. Miguel Angel Villejas is also charged with burglary, eluding, aggravated assault, hindering apprehension, and three weapons offenses in the indictment that was handed up Tuesday by an Ocean County grand jury. It was made public yesterday. Authorities have said that the 29-year-old New Haven man opened fire back on November 21st 
when a Tuckerton police officer stopped the vehicle that he was a passenger in. He fled the scene on foot, but was later captured that night at New York's Penn Station. And finally this afternoon, over east we go to Hartford in Connecticut, where a man that's accused of kidnapping his toddler son in Toronto back in 1987 and living on the lamb in the U.S. for more than three decades has now been extradited to Canada to face an abduction charge. Toronto police say that Alan Mann Jr. was taken there yesterday after he finished an 18-month sentence in the U.S., for illegally obtaining government benefits. Mann was charged with abduction and is scheduled to appear in a Toronto courtroom today. He was caught in Vernon, Connecticut back in October of 2018. Mann's son is now in his 30s and was reunited with his mother shortly after his father's arrest. WKRB News Time now is 3.13. We still have a lot more to cover on this late edition of the update this Thursday. We, a couple days ago, it was feeling like San Diego. Now it feels like we're in Seattle with all this mist. Uh, and it's only going to get worse as we head into tonight and tomorrow. And we only have some minor planned work on the subways. Your traffic and weather together is coming up next. And then we're going to talk some sports this afternoon, including how the deal is dead, according to Commissioner Rob Manfred. He says that the talks have ended over the proposed sale of a controlling share of the Mets from the families of Fred Wilpon and Saul Katz to head fund manager Steve Cohen. We're going to talk about all that in just one minute. This is the late edition of the Update with Brandon Julian on a Thursday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of Electrosynth Pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that Of we were... course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences. All right, all right, just... I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget. Get out of debt. Set some goals. A budget? Debt? Set some goals? Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. WKRB News Time now 316. Let's get you started with a check of the local subways this afternoon. Uh, your Queensbound F trains are skipping Avenue U, Avenue P, Avenue N, Bay Parkway, and Avenue I in Brooklyn until 3.30 this afternoon. 
For service to these stations, take an F train to Kings Highway or 18th Avenue and transfer to a Coney Island-bound F train. Flooding protection on your N trains continue through the spring. Uh, The last stop is 86th Street. For service to and from Coney Island, you can use a DF or Q train. A free transfer is also available between the Avenue XF train station and the 86th Street N train station. It's about a five-minute walk. Or you can transfer to the B1 or B4 buses when using your Metro card. For wheelchair-accessible passengers, transfer to the D train at 34th Street Herald Square or New Utrecht Avenue 62nd Street. Also, accessibility work continues until 2022 on your Grand Central Shuttle. Track 1 is out of service. Tracks 3 and 4 are available. For faster service on 42nd Street, you can use the 7 train, or you can transfer to the M42 bus on the street level. Other than that, all the other subways, they are running on or close to schedule. Uh, Alternate side parking and meter rules, they are in effect today, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let us take a first look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. We've been outside today. A couple days ago, I was saying that it felt like we were in San Diego, and now we've traded it to it feeling like we're in Seattle, Washington, with it being misty and cloudy and dreary, and it's only going to get worse as we head into tonight and tomorrow. Uh, But at least we keep these mild temperatures, at least through Saturday, And we'll pick the mild weather up again as we start uh, the next work week. So for the rest of this afternoon, we'll have areas of drizzle and a chance of uh, light rain. And we'll have steady temperatures hanging around 42. Any rain in the falls will be between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. And then tonight we'll have more rain. Lows actually rising a little bit to 43. Uh, Any rain that falls will be between three quarters and one inch. Currently outside right now, it's 40 degrees and cloudy. Our humidity is at 92%. Our winds are north at 5 miles per hour. 40 degrees are going to rise ever so slowly up to 43 this evening with the heavy rain starting to move into the area. WKRB News Time is now 319. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. For those Mets fans out there that were hoping that the reign of the Will Ponds would end soon with Steve Cohen now in the mix, in the words of the in the words of former WWE wrestler Bad News Barrett, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred said basically the deal is dead. Talks have ended over the proposed sale of a controlling share of the Mets from the families of Fred Wilpon and Saul Katz to head fund manager Steve Cohen. The Mets said back on December 4th that the contemplated deal between Sterling Partners and Cohen would allow 83-year-old Fred Wilpon to remain as controlling owner and chief executive officer for five years. Cohen bought an 8% limited partnership stake in 2012 for $40 million. The deal that was under discussion would have seen him require an 80% controlling share in a transaction valuing the team at $2.6 billion. Now they just have to go back to the beginning and start from scratch. 
Spring training is starting soon, in the next week or so, but the Yankees are already banged up even before their first spring training workout. Center fielder Aaron Hicks is not expected back until June or July following Tommy John surgery. Left-hander James Paxton at spinal surgery is not expected to pitch in a big league game for at least three to four months. Garrett Cole does lead the rotation after signing a $324 million contract, and while New York's roster appears to be deep, more injuries could quickly change that on a team that sent a big league record 30 players to the injured list last year. And finally, we know that the, there was lots of trades and deals going down, especially interest. Some have said the Knicks might get D'Angelo Russell in a trade with the Golden State Warriors. Well, we have to say to that, nope, because the Timberwolves have now traded Andrew Higgins to the Warriors for D'Angelo Russell in a swap of high scores. The deal was first reported by ESPN and confirmed to the Associated Press. Russell has been on Minnesota's radar for months, a dynamic point guard in his fifth NBA season. He averaged about 23.5 points per game for Golden State. Wiggins was averaging nearly 22.5 points for the Timberwolves in his sixth season in the league. In terms of today's action, Devils are on the road in Philadelphia to take on the Flyers tonight at 7. Islanders start at the same time. They're at home to take on the Kings. And the Knicks are at MSG. They're taking on the Magic at 730. WKRB News Time now 322. When we come back on this late edition of the update this Thursday, we'll talk about our weirder but true stories. We'll tell you how a man that tried to escape from pit bulls was accidentally shot and killed. And also how the iconic Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was pulled over. Uh, we'll tell you about that, and we'll also tell you about what happened on this day in history that's coming up in uh, just one minute. This is the late edition of the Update with Brady Julian on a Thursday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never saw moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a. I want to be a. I want to be a. I want to be I want to be a. When I grow up. I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Page in common sense. Page in common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB.
Welcome back to the late edition of the update of Brandon Julian. Late Thursday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. Also streaming online, WKRB.org. It's rather cloudy, rather cloudy, rather misty out there. Makes us feel like we're in Seattle, more like a kid than a couple days ago when we were feeling like we were in San Diego. The rain is only going to get worse as we head tonight into tomorrow. We get a little bit of a break over the weekend, but only to pick the rainy weather, but mild weather, right up again to start the next work week. Uh, what is it going to be like possibly for your Valentine's Day? Uh, we'll give you details in our exclusive WKRB forecast coming up in the next half hour. Our WKRB news time right now is 325. Uh, let's talk about the weirder but true stories we have this Thursday. We're going to begin up in Massachusetts, where authorities there say that a man that was trying to escape from two attacking pit bulls was accidentally shot and killed in his own apartment by a crossbow bolt that was fired from a ne- by a neighbor that was coming to help. The Berkshire District Attorney's Office says the death on Wednesday afternoon in Adams appears to be accidental. Authorities say that the bolt struck one of the dogs, traveled through a door, and hit the man in the next room where he was trying to barricade himself. No names, however, were released. The neighbor who fired the arrow is cooperating in the ongoing investigation. The dogs, sadly, were shot and killed by police. Even if it was an accident, it's just a, it's a tragedy. Tragedy all the way around. Uh, why don't we lift things up finally with uh, some lighter news involving the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Uh, it got a grilling, see, see what we did there, <laughs> from a Wisconsin sheriff's deputy because the driver of the giant hot dog failed to give enough room to another car on the road with emergency lights. The Waukesha County Sheriff's Office said in a tweet last Monday, that they pulled the Wienermobile and gave the driver a verbal warning for not following the law. The sheriff's office tweet showed a picture of the sheriff's deputies' SUV parked behind the Wienermobile with the hashtags move over, slow down, and, of course, Wienermobile. <laughs> I always, always wondered, the Wienermobile could never drive here. You know, the roads are just too congested. Uh, <laughs> uh, I crack. Sometimes I swear I crack myself up on occasion. On occasion around here. While we have a moment. Uh, while we have a moment. Uh, your val- Valentine's Day. Everybody knows, of course, uh, Valentine's Day is uh, next Friday. And we're going to be here. It's on Valentine's Day. Uh, I would no- normally I I'm always here. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'm always here, getting keeping you informed of everything you need to know. But there's something about Valentine's Day where you feel like you should just spend all day with your partner, who or whoever you're with. Uh, we'll see if we can do it earlier in the day on Friday. <laughs> no, but hopefully for next Friday on Valentine's Day, you get to spend it with uh, whoever whoever that you care about the most. WKRB News Time now 328. 
We still have a lot more to cover on the update in our next half hour. We'll give you a recap of our two developing stories. An ICE agent shot a man in the face that tried to intervene in a deportation arrest in the Gravesend section of Brooklyn. And in New Jersey, two men that were already arrested in a deadly drive-by shooting have now been linked to a similar murder on Long Island. And they're facing charges there as well. We'll give you details from both scenes. We'll also give you another check of your traffic and weather together. We'll go to Wall Street. We'll talk some business news that's happening there. Later on, we will talk national news, including how the president is exulting in his impeachment acquittal, taking a victory lap. Well, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is defending her speech-ripping performance behind President Trump's back at his State of the Union address. And at the end of the broadcast this afternoon, uh, we'll tell you about some more school discrimination. A mother is now furious because she claims a Houston school district told her it's against school policy for her six-year-old son to wear earrings in school. It's all coming up in this next half hour when we return uh, in 90 seconds. This is the late edition of the Update with Brandon Julian on a Thursday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Hi, this is Carvel Gray, and tune in with me on the Soul Jazz Phenom every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. Travel through the music world. Some call it old school. Others call it classics. You'll hear artists like The Temptation. Donny Hathaway. Herbie Hancock. And each program will profile an artist like Nina Simone. Much more than this, I did it my way. And Marvin Gaye. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? So you'll be crazy not to tune in every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on 90.3 WKRB and uh, WKRB.org. Streaming live from Brooklyn to wherever you are. This, this is 90.3 FM, WKRB.org. Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. People think that having someone who will listen makes it better. I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I think that having someone who will listen makes it better. People understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to turn addiction around. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You're listening to Brooklyn's best rhythmic station, 90.3 WKRB with Brandon Julian. Now, the update continues on 90.3 WKRB. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. And good afternoon again, everyone. Welcome back to the update. The late edition on this Thursday afternoon. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for staying with us. Let's get you a recap of our two developing stories this afternoon. We'll start in the Gravesend section of Brooklyn. 
where an ICE agent shot a man in the face that tried to intervene in a deportation arrest in the Gravesend section of Brooklyn this morning. According to WABC, it happened on 12th Street just before 8.15. Authorities say the on-duty ICE agent fired his weapon while trying to serve a deportation order to Gaspar Avendo Hernandez. As the officers attempted to detain Hernandez, they apparently got into a scuffle with his girlfriend's son, Eric Diaz. He suffered non-life-threatening injuries and was taken to Mamadides Hospital. Avendano Hernandez was hit with a taser and was later taken into custody. He also took a trip to the hospital. There was no NYPD involvement in the shooting, although ICE agents reportedly contacted the NYPD. An investigation is now underway. You see, Hernandez was stopped by the NYPD for driving with a forged Connecticut license plate earlier this week. And he also has a prior domestic violence history, but he's had no arrests since 2016. ICE learned of the license plate incident and then began the steps to deport him. Meanwhile, across the river in Lodi, New Jersey, there were two men that were already arrested in a deadly drive-by shooting. They've now been linked to a similar murder on Long Island, and they're facing charges there as well. Authorities say that 21-year-old Kenneth Regan and 22-year-old Douglas Cordry killed one man and injured another after opening fire on a car on Route 80 in Lodi just after midnight back on January 18th. The 27-year-old driver, Luis Perez, was found shot in the neck and chest and was pronounced dead at the scene. The 24-year-old passenger, Jose Mercado, was, once, was shot once in the chest and taken to Hackensack University Medical Center in critical but stable condition. They were charged with murder, attempted murder, and weapons charges in New Jersey, as well as weapons charges here in New York. Uh, the motives in both of these shootings remain unclear, but road rage is still a possibility. Both investigations are ongoing. Those are our top stories on the update this Thursday. Let's get you around the city as we're in the early stages of the PM rush. WKRB News Time, about to be 3.35. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you started again with a check of the local subways. Uh, all your subways right now, every last one of them, are running on or close to schedule. Uh, we do have flooding protection work on the N train through the spring. Last stop is 86th Street. For service to and from Coney Island, you can use a D, F, or Q train. A free transfer is also available between the Avenue X, F train station and the 86th Street N train station. It's about a five-minute walk, or you can transfer to the B1 or B4 buses when using your Metro card. For wheelchair-accessible passengers, transfer to the D train at 34th Street, Herald Square, or New Utrecht Avenue, 62nd Street. Also, accessibility work continues until 2022 on your Grand Central Shuttle. Track 1 is out of service. Tracks 3 and 4 are available. For faster service on 42nd Street, you can use the 7 train, or you can transfer to the M42 bus on the street level. Alternate site parking and meter rules, they are in effect today, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. 
Let's take another look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. This is a, it's going to be a bad next 24 to 24 hours if you're deciding to travel and do stuff outside. Uh, there's not even there's not even really a kinder way to even say it. It's just going to be downright messy out there. But the only good thing in all this is that we're going to uh, keep the milder temperatures next week. We take a little bit of a break over the weekend temperatures near normal. Uh, but overall, it's been a mild February, a mild winter, in fact. Um, we still have no traces of snow. Not yet. But it's possible next week that the jet stream will take a dip. And maybe we might see some snow, but nothing is certain as of yet. Uh, for the rest of this afternoon, we'll have areas of drizzle and a chance of light rain. Steady temperatures actually slowly rising to around 42 any rain that falls will be between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. Tonight, we'll just have plain rain. Lows actually rising to around 43. Any amounts will be between three quarters and an inch. Tomorrow for your Friday, we'll have rain mainly before noon. Temperatures will rise to around 46 in the early morning, then falling to 42 the remainder of the afternoon. It'll also be breezy. Sustained southeast winds 10 to 15, then turning to the west at 20 to 25 miles per hour. Winds could be gusting as high as 40. Uh, any amounts of fall would be between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. Friday night with the mostly cloudy skies, lows around 27. Wind chills between 15 and 20 with a sustained west wind around 15 to 20, gusting as high as 40 miles per hour. Saturday will have sunny skies, highs around 37. And then Saturday night will have partly cloudy skies, lows around 28. And then Sunday will have partly sunny skies, highs around 42. How about that? A chance at an actual dry weekend. Currently outside right now, it is 40 degrees and cloudy. Our humidity is at 92%. Winds are northeast at 6 miles per hour. 40 degrees. We are going up slowly to 43 this evening with the rain coming back into the area. WKRB News Time now, 338. So let's talk some business news on this Thursday. Stocks were rising in midday trading as investors continued focusing on the latest round of corporate earnings and China cut tariffs on key imports as part of a trade war truce. China is also promising tax cuts and other help to businesses to offset the economic blow from the coronavirus outbreak that's put its economy on lockdown. The measures would come as the world's second largest economy cuts $75 billion on tariffs affecting pork, soybean, and other imports from the U.S. as part of a previously signed Phase 1 trade agreement. Investors also continued rewarding solid corporate earnings. Yum! Brands fell after the operator of Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and KFC restaurants reported weak fourth quarter profit. Bond yields held steady with the yield on the 10-year Treasury at 1.65%. Taking a look at the numbers right now, a little over 20 minutes to the closing bell. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 91 points to 29,382. The S&P 500 is up 10 points, and the NASDAQ is up 54 points. And Boston's is first retail pot shop. And Massachusetts' first minority-owned retail marijuana business has now been approved. The state's Cannabis uh, Control Commission gave the final license approval today 
to Pure Oasis, a pot shop proposed by local black entrepreneurs. The approval comes as black and Latino groups are complaining about Massachusetts and other states falling far short of their promises to minorities. Uh, Boston has also been criticized for its slow rollout of legal marijuana. Pure Oasis co-owner Kevin Hart says that the license is exciting, but also bittersweet because more work needs to be done to make the new industry more diverse. WKRB News Time Now 340. When we come back on the late edition of the update this afternoon, it'll be time to talk national news. And we will lead off with the president exulting in his impeachment acquittal and taking a victory lap. Well, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is defending her speech-ripping performance at the State of the Union address. We lead off with that in just one minute. This is the late edition of the Update with Brandon Julian on a Thursday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never saw moving. You're listening to the Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB update. Welcome back to The Update with Brandon Julian here at 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online on WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 3.43. Uh, it is time to talk some national news on this Thursday. And we're going to begin this afternoon in Washington, where the president is now exulting in his impeachment acquittal, taking a scorched earth victory lap. First, at the National Prayer Breakfast, he shattered the usual veneer of bipartisanship, unleashing his fury against those who tried to remove him from office. Then, at the White House, he spoke of vindication and looked ahead to his re-election campaign. At both events, he held up newspapers with huge headlines saying, acquitted. He said that his impeachment by the House was, quote, evil. It was corrupt. He portrayed himself as a victim and not as a president accused of corruption. It said it must never happen to another president. Meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi 
is defending her speech-ripping performance behind President Trump's back at his State of the Union address. She told reporters that the primetime speech on Tuesday contained, quote, falsehoods, and says that she wanted to broadcast that, quote, this is not the truth. So she shredded her copy of the address. Of course, Pelosi's remarks have come during a difficult week for Democrats who are in the middle of a presidential nomination fight. Trump, of course, was acquitted of the two impeachment charges during a Senate trial that ended yesterday. Deputy Kirby, news time is about 345. Sticking in Washington, uh, the chairman of the Democratic National Committee is now calling for a, quote, re-canvas of the results of Monday's Iowa caucus. Of course, technical problems and delays have marred the first contest on the 2020 election calendar. And the current results show Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders nearly tied with almost all the votes counted. But the race remained too early to call early early today, with 97% of the the precincts reporting. Party officials are also scrambling to verify the remaining results just three days after Iowans gathered at caucus sites across the state to begin choosing which Democrat will take on President Trump in November. In other news this afternoon, down in Greenbelt in Maryland, a man that was once described by an FBI agent as the world's largest, quote, facilitator of child pornography websites, has now pleaded guilty to operating a web hosting service that allowed users to access hundreds of thousands of images and videos. A criminal complaint accused 34-year-old Eric Owen Marquez of operating a service on the dark net that allowed thousands of users to view and share images of child pornography, including the violent sexual abuse of children. Marquez faces a minimum of 15 years in prison and a maximum of 30 years after his guilty plea today to one count of conspiracy to advertise child pornography. A plea agreement will ask U.S. District Judge Theodore Chong to sentence Marquez to 15 to 21 years. We'll be back with more national news in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 347. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. WKRB News Time is now 348. There are state officials across the country that are now grappling with whether and how to screen 
former Roman Catholic clergy members that are seeking licenses for jobs, putting them in contact with children. In the wake, of course, of revelations that scores of priests, credibly accused of child sexual abuse, are living unsupervised across the country. An Associated Press review found more than 20 states have started using church-released lists of priests who faced credible allegations to screen applicants for licenses or check for current state teaching, foster care, and therapy licenses, and in some cases have revoked their credentials. In other news this afternoon, going back to Washington, a U.S. official says that an American citizen has now been kidnapped in Afghanistan by a Taliban-infiltrated group and that authorities are working to rescue him. The official says Mark Freereaches of Lombard, Illinois, was believed to have been kidnapped by the Haqqani network. Newsweek first reported the kidnapping. It said that Freereaches was taken into custody in the southeastern part of the country last week and that he has worked as a contractor in conflict zones. The investigation is being led by the FBI-led Hostage Recovery Fusion Cell, a multi-agency effort created by the Obama administration amid criticism over the government's response to hostage-taking. WKRB News Time is now 3.50. And finally this afternoon in Detroit, Volkswagen they're now recalling nearly 107,000 other vehicles sold in the U.S. by its Audi luxury brand because Takata drivers' airbag inflators could hurl shrapnel in a crash. The vehicles may have one of the 1.4 million airbag inflators that Takata recalled back in December. They have a new and distinct problem from previous Takata recalls but still can explode with too much force and blow apart a metal canister. And the new problem has led to at least one death. Many of the cars in the Audi recall are more than two decades old. Owners will be notified next month in March, but Audi says it does not yet have replacement parts available. We will tell you about what happened on this day in history when the update with Brandon Julian for a Thursday afternoon returns in just 60 seconds. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No. No, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Get started today at nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. From New York, where kids eat for free 
This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the aforementioned update with Brandon Julian here on 90.3 WKRB. We're also streaming online at WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 3.52. It's a little late, but let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this February the 6th. The highlight of his day came in 2003. While edging closer to war, President George W. Bush declared, quote, The game is over for Saddam Hussein and urged skeptical allies to join in disarming Iraq. In 1756, America's third vice president, Aaron Burr, was born in Newark, New Jersey. In 1778, during the American Revolutionary War, the United States won official recognition and military support from France with the, with the treating of a Treaty of Alliance in Paris. In 1788, Massachusetts became the sixth state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. In 1862, during the Civil War, Fort Henry in Tennessee fell to Union forces. In 1911, Ronald Wilson Reagan, the 40th President of the United States, was born in Tampico, Illinois. In 1933, the 20th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, the so-called Lame Duck Amendment, was proclaimed in effect by Secretary of State Henry Stimson. In 1952, Brins' King George VI, age 56, died at Sardingham House in Norfolk, England. He was succeeded as monarch by his 25-year-old elder daughter, who became Queen Elizabeth II. In 1995, the space shuttle Discovery flew to within 37 feet of the Russian space station Mir in the first rendezvous of its kind in two decades. In 1998, President Bill Clinton signed a bill changing the name of Washington National Airport to Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport. Also, pop music star Falco, who had a 1986 hit with Rock Me Amadeus, died in a traffic accident in the Dominican Republic. He was 40 years old. Also, Carl Wilson, a founding member of the Beach Boys, died in Los Angeles at the age of 51. In 2005, the New England Patriots won their third NFL championship in four years, defeating the Eagles in Super Bowl 39 by a score of 24 to 21. In 2008, the Bush White House defended the use of the interrogation technique known as waterboarding, saying it was legal, not torture, as critics had argued, and it saved American lives. Also, the Phoenix Suns acquired Shaquille O'Neal in a stunning blockbuster deal that sent four-time All-Star Sean Marion and Marcus Banks to the Miami Heat. And in 2014, Jay Leno said goodbye to NBC's Tonight Show for the second time, making way for Jimmy Fallon to take over as host. WKRB News Time is now 3.55. From New York City, it's after 10 a.m. Do you know where your boyfriend is? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Just enough time uh, left this afternoon for your honorable mention. Surprisingly, school discrimination continues across this land. And in Houston, Texas, a mother is furious because she claims that a school district there told her it's against school policy for her six-year-old son to wear earrings in school. Natasha Valdeseco recently moved to Houston from Miami. 
She said that Heflin Elementary School leaders told her that her son, Pedro Hargrove, had to either take the earrings off or place Band-Aids on them. Uh, Val DeSeco said it made her son feel unsure about himself. She said that she allowed her son to pierce his ears two months ago because he wanted to be like his big brother. She's now on a quest to make sure the Alif Independent School District changes its policy. Yesterday, after calling surrounding districts, the mom said that she discovered other schools allow boys to wear earrings. She's asking for school leaders to look into this further and that she's standing up for other student parents who may face this situation in the future. The school district said that uh, they do allow religious exemptions. If this is still the case, the parent will submit in writing the request and reasoning and the campus will keep the the request on file for your future reference. So we'll just have to see where things go from here. WKRB News Time. It's now 3.57. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies. It's time for traffic and weather together. Final check of our rail conditions. If you're heading out to the uh, subways right now, we have delays on your number six trains. Uh, Six local and six express trains, they have resumed normal stops after they got medical assistance for someone at St. Lawrence Avenue, continue to expect delays as they get trains back on schedule. Floating protection on your end trains for the spring of 2020, last stop, 86th Street. Uh, service to and from Coney Island, use a DF or Q train. Accessibility work continues until 2022 on your Grand Central Shuttle. Uh, track 1 is out of service. Tracks 3 and 4 are available. For faster service on 42nd Street, you can use the 7 train, or you can use the M42 bus on the street level. Other than that, all the other subways, they are running on a close to schedule. Alternate side parking and meter rules, they are in effect today. And uh, garbage and recycling is on schedule. Final look at our forecast uh, this afternoon. We're going to have rain tonight. Lows around, actually lows will be rising to 43 degrees. Any rain that falls will be between three quarters and one inch. Tomorrow for your Friday, we'll have rain mainly before noon. Temperatures rising to 46 earlier in the day, then falling to 42 in the afternoon. Breezy, though, gusts as high as 40 miles per hour, any rain between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. Saturday will have sunny skies, highs around 37, and then Sunday will have partly sunny skies, highs around 42. Currently outside right now, it is 40 degrees and lightly raining. Humidity is at 92%. Our winds are northeast at 6 miles per hour. 40 degrees, we are going to rise slowly to 43 this evening with the rain now starting to move in. Our thought for today is from President Ronald Reagan, born in 1911 and died in 2004. Our thought for today is, life is just one grand sweet song. So start the music. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that, as we say, in the words of Walter Cronkite. That is the way it is. Thursday, February the 6th, 2020. That is the update on this Thursday, the late edition. I'm Brandon Joy, and we appreciate you joining us this afternoon, hoping your news is good news. This is the way it's going to work from now on, at least through this winter. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we're on at 2. Tuesdays and Thursdays, the late edition at 3 o'clock. 
So for all of us here, WKRB, thank you so much for joining us. Start schlepping, schlepping around the umbrella. You're going to need it at least for the next couple of uh, the next couple of days. And hello, sweethearts. Uh, I'll be home in about an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Stay dry out there. I'll see you back here tomorrow at two.